Hey, hey, welcome to Dad's Opinions. I am Kevin Dunn, and I will be your dad for the next 10 to 15 minutes or so, giving you my awe-inspiring and unfiltered opinion on a myriad of topics. And I hope that the things we discuss today you'll find intriguing, and if not, at least you'll find uh, something to think about, argue about, be introspective about. And uh, the goal of this podcast is to incite change, change in our actions, change in our attitudes, maybe our opinions. But at least to give information and hear my opinion on what we're talking about. So hopefully you can take what we discussed today and apply it in a positive way, because that's the idea. But uh, if you have any questions or comments about this or any of my other podcasts, you can email me at mydadsopinions at gmail.com. And just for you first-timers, um, give you a little bit about information about myself. I've been married to my wonderful wife for 35 years, and I have a daughter and five boys and 10 grandkids. And because of that, I've seen a lot as a dad and done a lot and uh, as a dad and as a husband. And so I have an opinion on a lot of things and on most things for that matter. And so with that today, we're going to get to the topic at hand. And the topic at hand today is millennials. And, you know, the very first thing I guess I want to get out of the way is what is a millennial? Very simple. A millennial, by definition, at least uh, socially, what we see is somebody that's born between 1980 and 1995. Got about a 15-year window. And the thing I think it's funny about that is I don't know who comes up with these names. I don't know who comes up with these uh, definitions of generations. You know, we have Gen Xs and Gen Zs and baby boomers and millennials. You know, what's the next one going to be? For the ones born from 96 to, you know, 2010, what are we going to call them? The 21st century years? I don't know. It, it just seems like a silly definition. And uh, what it seems to define, at least from a baby boomer standpoint, and I'm not a baby boomer. I was born in 1962, so if you can figure out how old I am from that. And uh, <laughs> I... Uh, I fall into that middle category that uh, really wasn't really defined by anything. And uh, when we look at uh, the things that we consider a millennial to be, um, I think the biggest thing that has uh, changed what has gone on in somebody who's defined as a millennial, uh, as opposed to Gen X's, Gen Z's, and baby boomers, um, which is going to seem really simple, on, and then this is coming from a dad, okay? This is just coming from my observation. The biggest difference is cell phones and the utility of cell phones, the use of cell phones, the reliance on cell phones. And that may seem like a simplified way of looking at it, but to me, there's so much information that comes through our cell phone. I mean, everybody knows it's a little mini computer, and uh, it's got more stuff in it than the first space shuttle, you know? I mean, it's ridiculous. But with that said, you know, it seems like there is a, uh, a, a replacement of certain things with our cell phones. You know, we, we play so many video games on our cell phones. We look up information on our cell phones. And what that does is it keeps us off the field, the baseball fields, the football fields. It keeps us off the track. It keeps us off the trails. Uh, it keeps us out of the libraries. Um, you know, when you can sit there and find out as much information in your car while you're sitting in a traffic jam as you could spending three hours in a library looking at books, you know, 
that really does bring ease of a lot of things. And some people have said, oh, millennials, they've got it so easy. Well, you know what? They've got different challenges. Uh, you know, I, I was reading one post and it was from a girl and it says, life as a millennial may seem easy, but it definitely has its fair share of tough moments. And this is from her. It says, over the past few weeks, I've been trying to figure out which path I need to take in order to get where I ultimately want to go in life. And she says, it's the millennial struggle. Well, one of them. Right now, I'm sitting in my room feeling slightly anxious about writing this post. That's what she's writing about. And she goes, goes on to say, I have three different passions in life, fashion styling, interior design, and writing. I also have a full-time salary job where I just received a raise. And so she's trying to figure out what to do and how to balance her life. Well, you know what? That's no different than any of us. And so is the millennial struggle any different than any of our other struggles? No, we just put this crazy definition to it. And because of that, it gives us an excuse. It gives somebody that's in that category an excuse. You know, there was uh, one that was a post from somebody that was black. He wrote on here, I'm a black millennial. Does pro-black mean being anti-white? No. And I'm thinking, well, why is that even a discussion? You know, that's that's another thing where we have all these definitions that come from different things, but we also get this sensitivity, not just in racial things, but in almost any topic that we have because of our social media and our because of our social media, our social justice, we have all these different things that are um, trying to be pushed, and yet the the things that are trying to be pushed because of this quote millennial struggle um oftentimes are frustrating because they fall on deaf ears you know my son just graduated from law school and um a bunch of the attorneys that are a bunch of kids that graduated with their law degrees um were had social were had law degrees in social justice and yet very few of them had a job that they could go to and I'm thinking, that's sad because it's supposed to be this big, huge thing. And yet the legal side of it that's pushing this, these social justice issues um, in a lot of cases is left behind by their own people. And so what are we trying to do when we're talking about a millennial? What are we trying to talk to do about this generation? I'm going to change the topic here or change the title here. What are we doing with this generation that's coming up to be our leaders? You know, are we trying to develop them professionally? You know, there's a, a thought that says topic, topics surrounding thought leadership and professional development are great for capturing the, the attention of all generations, not only Gen Zs and Millennials. That said, younger generations have shown themselves to be more career focused than older generations. So what does that mean? More career focused less focused on families, less focused on relationships. Well, that's a whole nother topic for another time. But it says uh, only half of the Generation Z people are willing to work weekends and late hours. But um, millennials are willing to do that more so if it means a better salary. Well, I, I, I don't even know how to address that thought. People that are driven are driven. People that are motivated are motivated, and they're motivated and driven by different things. What I find sad is when somebody is purely driven by money. For me, um, I think I've tried to be balanced in trying to make a living, trying to make a, build a career, and trying to raise a family, and trying to have friends, and trying to be fit, and trying to be 
um, selfless. And that's no different than anybody else. And nobody has anything different there. You know, um, there was one millennial that wrote that uh, they feel like they are politically homeless. You know, that they don't they don't register with uh, the Republicans and they don't register um, with the Democrats and they don't. The, you know, libertarians are, are not what they're looking for. And they're looking for this individualism. And yet trying to put a definition to that um, it is hard. And it, I think in large part, it's because we have a certain level of disconnect in our schools growing up from the time they're young. And I'm going to throw something out here that's going to be probably controversial. And I don't really care because it's my opinion. But I think when we stop taking certain values out of the schools, start stop teaching certain values in the schools, it leads to this, um, you know, political and cultural homelessness where they feel like they don't have a certain uh, background that is the basis for what they base everything on. And so when you stop saying the Pledge of Allegiance in school, when you stop teaching abstinence from sexual relations until later in life uh, in the schools, and you start teaching that there's this freedom that has no consequence, well, that's not good education, and it's not good social education. There has to be restraint. There's always been restraint in all things, and we have to teach those things. And in large part, those have to be taught in the home. But when in, law, in, in a lot of cases, and it's getting more and more, we have broken homes, and that's always been around, but it seems more and more we have more and more broken homes because of a, a different morality that is not uh, conducive to a home life. You get this lack of moral background, moral backbone that has certain values that teach you to stand up for certain things. And in those standing up for certain things, you develop an idea of how you want to live your life. And I was brought up very patriotic. I was brought up with a very strong moral standard. I was brought up to where, you know, you get up, you get married, you have a career, you raise kids. And too many people, I think, are living together in uncommitted relationships where the idea of marriage is thrown out the window and doesn't come around for a long time, where if you have that commitment, and that's just one commitment, if you have that commitment, it creates a lot of different um, thoughts that stop a lot of other thoughts. And you can see where that goes with your own life and see how that um, fits into your dynamic and the things that you're doing. But when we have politi political and cultural homelessness, and I'm going to call it that, where we don't have something to hang our hat on, something to put our life um uh, in a category, I guess would be the best way to put it. Then you start creating categories that are are nondescript, and we have to have a moral basis for what we do in order to make decisions. And so, with that, I want to go back to um, the beginning of this: that Gen Zs, Gen Xs, baby boomer, baby <laughs> baby boomers, and millennials. All have had the same struggles. We've all tried to um, do what's best for ourselves and do what's best for those around us. And 
I guess the thing that I, I would I would like to share as my opinion to fix some of this is to get a moral basis for your life, to find something that is good, that's beyond yourself, something that carries value with it, that uh, teaches you, and I mean teaches you, uh, how to be a better person, how to be a more moral person, how to take more responsibility, how to be better at uh, helping those around you. And if you can do that, then that will cure a lot of the ills that are around the uh, grayness that's in your area. And I say gray because things are black and white and yes and no and right and wrong. And if you have that grayness in your life where you're not, you're not able to figure out what's right and wrong, you got to have some kind of moral basis in order to do that. So with that said, I want to go back to this girl that uh, wrote the post and said, uh, life as a millennial may seem easy, but it definitely has its fair, fair share of tough moments. Well, life is as, as a person has its tough moments. Life as a parent has its tough moments. Life, life as a professional has its tough moments. Life as a teenager has its tough moments. And for anybody that thinks that there are people out there that don't have tough moments, well, they're wrong. Everybody has tough moments. And if we can support each other and help each other and look outside of our own struggles and help others that are around us that are struggling, we'll be better people. And that's part of that moral basis. Have a moral basis of, of selflessness where we serve other people and in serving other people, we serve ourselves. We grow ourselves and we become better, not just inside of ourselves, but more valuable to society and the, and the communities around us. Take the garbage out for somebody. Open a door for somebody. Say something nice to somebody. And you will indeed get past a lot of these things just because you know that you're a better person inside. So with that, this is your dad's opinion. All you millennials, Gen Xs, Gen Zs, and baby boomers out there, I hope you can take what I say today and understand what I'm talking about and apply it in your lives and try to help other people around you. And with that application, you'll be able to do good things today. So with that, have a great day. And we'll talk to you later. This is Dad's Opinion, and this is Kevin Dunn. Have a great day. Bye-bye.